If you have a database that has all kinds of contacts in there, people you know, people you don't know, randos from internet leads over the years, you might be wondering, how can I maximize the opportunity to connect with these people more without making calls all damn day? I don't like calling people in my database. Is it just me or do other people perhaps have the same feeling about making calls? That's why I prefer to re-engage with my database by email. Welcome to the Savvy Agent Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a thriving business so they have financial freedom in their life without having to work 24-7. I'm your host, Heather Wright. Now let's get to it. Okay, for the people who love making phone calls every single day, you are probably already annoyed with me because I'm anti-phone call. (laughs) Now, that doesn't mean that I'm above phone calls. I will call people all the time, but I don't really love making cold calls. Now, again, never say never. I will make calls. If it comes to that, I will do it. Until then, I prefer to use email to re-engage with my contacts. Now I use follow-up boss as a CRM and I recommend follow-up boss. I don't know why anybody would use anything else, which probably annoys you if you use something else, but it's what I know. So stick with me here. So how can you use email to re-engage your list? Now there's a lot of ways that you can do this from very, very simple sending the same email to everybody to you can get super down and dirty with automations and triggers and web hooks and all of these different tech savvy things to really automate your email re-engagement. And I don't do that. I am on the very simple side of the spectrum. My first strategy and recommendation for everybody who has a database that includes email addresses is I would send a newsletter at least once a month. You could even get away with sending it weekly. And in that newsletter, again, keep it simple because I'm the simple side of the spectrum. I used to use MailChimp for my newsletter and I've gotten away from using MailChimp because honestly, it was like $75 a month and it was the $75 that made me the most mad to spend it. Now I can blow money like anybody else, but that $75 to MailChimp just pisses me off. So I did use MailChimp for years and years and years, and you can get a nicely, simply designed email that you set it up one time, it might take a half hour to an hour, and then you just duplicate it every time you go in to send a new newsletter. So I had my format where I had like a little paragraph at the top of, you know, like my newsletter was called Des Moines Area Market Update. And so I would have a paragraph at the top that would highlight something generic about the market. The last couple of years, it's been like, oh my God, the market is on fire. And the last couple of months have been more like, oh my God, the market sucks. (laughs) So of course, that's not what I say. I have a very nice professional way of sending that message to my email list. And then below that, I might have like a home of the week, which might be where I promote a listing if I have a new listing. Although listings have sold so quickly over the last few years, that also is not really the most effective way of doing it. So instead of promoting a listing, I might do the most expensive listing in the MLS or in contrast, the cheapest listing in the MLS. 
And, you know, I might do a home with a pool or a home that has been on the market for 90 days already. Just pick one. Like, you know, there's so many different ways that you can look at that. A home that is for sale in your neighborhood, a home that is for sale in an area of town that you love, a home that is for sale near Costco that you drove by while you were going to get your pumpkin pie. Whatever the case is, home of the week, it's a great thing to include in a newsletter and it can also be an email on its own. And so then I always had the same things in the rest of the email. So I would have like buttons that they could push to get their home value or see all of the closings that happened in the last week in various neighborhoods. And my assistant just updated those links direct from the MLS on our webpage. It's very ugly once you get into that nitty gritty, because of course, our website, the IDX just shows homes for sale, not homes that have sold. So we had to use MLS links, which are not dynamic in my market. Anyway, long story short, you can easily set up your format for your newsletter and sending it at least once a month, if not more times a month, is very effective because your past clients, your sphere of influence, the people that already know you get the email and they're like, oh, a market update from Heather. Let's check that out. And they might ignore it for six months and that's okay. Your name came in their inbox, they saw it, and when they need it, they click on it. So it is one way to keep your name top of mind because it showed up in their inbox. Don't stress over what the newsletter says, like how you start it is not how you're going to end it. You're going to make changes and improve it over time. So don't embrace your perfectionism today. (laughs) Worry about that later. Just done is better then perfect, right? Then you're also sending it to all of the people in your database that you don't know. The people who, you know, were maybe referrals that you never talked with or internet leads that you just never connected with. They never became clients. Anybody who's ever somehow given you an email address, no matter what way you received it, they're in your database. And now you can email them your newsletter. And if they read it, well, all of a sudden you look like the expert on real estate in your area because how many other people are sending them newsletters, market updates? Probably not very many. And yours is custom because it's written in your words. Don't take a shortcut. I think having newsletters written in your own words is a lot more valuable than using words from a subscription newsletter service. So there are services out there that you can purchase and they'll send your newsletter out for you and it's done for you. You don't have to worry about it at all, but you should worry about it because it's not written in your words. It's written in vanilla words, which means it's written to please everybody. Therefore it's pleasing no one. And even though it might take you 10 minutes to write out a summary of how's the market, it's still going to get you more in the long run than paying somebody 20 bucks to write your newsletter for you for the month. Newsletter is the first way that I would re-engage my email list. I send mine once a month. I know people who send it weekly. You could send it bi-weekly, whatever works best for you. Now I use follow-up boss. I did cancel MailChimp because I'm annoyed at their $75 (laughs) bill. And so I use follow-up boss now for my newsletter and their email editor. It's not as good by design because it's not an HTML email editor. And the design of that is so that your email has more opportunity, a higher, better chance of getting into someone's inbox instead of getting flagged as a promotion or spam because it's written in HTML. 
So HTML is where it has pretty beautiful graphics. And, you know, it's like a web page design in the email versus text only. And so it's definitely a different look, definitely not as beautiful as MailChimp or whatever other kind of email editor that you can subscribe to on a monthly basis. But the first time I sent my newsletter out a follow-up boss, I had over a 50% open rate. Now, of course, that 50% open rate, that was uniquely high because so many people had been excluded from the MailChimp integration from follow-up boss to MailChimp. So like there's problems with that integration where it only sends the top email address on a client record to MailChimp. So if somebody has two emails, which, you know, if there are two people buying the house, they usually have two emails, then one person is automatically not getting the email in MailChimp. So the first time I sent the newsletter through follow-up boss, we had that crazy high open rate of 51%. We also had a crazy high bounce rate of 21%. And so I have mistakenly continued sending to bounces just because I didn't really know what I was doing and just sending it to everybody. And that is kind of a bad thing. So do as I say, not as I do, and exclude your future batch emails from sending to past bounce emails. So our open rate continues to be incredibly good. So sometimes, you know, I mean, we've had 15, 16, 18, 24% open rate, which, you know, I like the 24 better than the 15, but it was around 10% with MailChimp. Now, I also don't trust open rate a whole lot because of all of the privacy changes that have happened in the last couple of years. Plus, I read emails in a preview pane. So I don't really open the email, but I read it and then I might delete it. So I just don't trust that we're getting 100% accurate open rates. I think that the open rates are probably truly higher than what we think that they are. The last, oh geez, the last batch email I sent was a month ago and it had a 30% open rate. That is fantastic. And I'm doing that directly out of the CRM, which I already pay for. It's not costing me any extra money to send it. And the message I control 100%. And so if you're sending your newsletter, great. Get your style down, get your format down. And once you've mastered that, then you can work on re-engaging your email list with batch emails. And that's what they're called in follow-up boss, which is basically an email that you send to segments of your list. And like I said, I'm on the simple side of the spectrum. So I send mine to a pretty similar segment. If it's a newsletter, I send it to everybody. If it's a batch email, like that one that I sent uh, that had the 30% open rate a month ago, the subject line was burr, it's cold out. And so I live in Iowa and it was really cold really early. So I had a really short message. Today was the first snow of the year. And all I want to do is curl up by the fireplace. If you or your pets feel the same, but need to upgrade your fireplace situation, I've got you covered. Click here to view all the homes for sale under $350,000 with a fireplace. Trust me, your fur babies will love you for it. And then I had a dog and a cat emoji with a heart emoji. And then a really cute picture of a cat and a dog taking a nap together in front of a fireplace. And then I said, have a great rest of your day and stay warm. And I tagged it with the agent first name because I have a couple of agents on my team. And then when I sent the email, I selected the agent owner of the record as the sender. So the sender wasn't just coming from me, 
Like if I had sent this in MailChimp, it would just be coming from me. But since I sent it through follow-up boss, Anna's clients got an email from Anna. It's the same email I wrote, but it came from her. Moco's came from Moco, not from Heather. So I feel like it gives a better opportunity for all of the people on your team to uniquely build relationships with their assigned contacts and their sphere. Because if I, Heather, sent an email to Anna's sphere, well, she's pretty new in real estate. And so her sphere might be like, who the F is this? And automatically unsubscribe, but they know who Anna is. And so they're not going to unsubscribe from that. So that email had a 30% open rate but it also had 81 clicks, which is amazing. And those 81 people clicked onto our website, which has a pixel on it that works with follow-up boss. It's a follow-up boss pixel. And so then follow-up boss knew, oh, here are the 81 clicks. And I have a smart list of all of the people that have visited our website recently. And those people showed up on that list. So we can then track their website activity and reach out to them accordingly. Hey, Joe, I saw you looked at five houses on my website. I saw that you clicked on 20 different properties. Are you thinking that you might need a new property? Does your house not have a fireplace and you're like totally jealous of that picture that we sent out? There are so many different ways that you can expand on that conversation. And now you have a reason to do it because you sent an email that re-engaged that person onto your website. And so now you have a reason to contact them. If you're making calls, you have a reason to call them and say, Hey, I saw that you were looking at one, two, three main street. What did you think? Should we schedule a time? Or maybe it's a neighbor, maybe who knows what the situation is, but you can figure that out when you're having that conversation with them. Other batch emails that I would send out would be, uh, if I do a video for my YouTube channel, then why not email it to everyone in your database? And if it's not applicable to everyone in your database, can you create a smart list of people that it is applicable to? Or maybe you don't know for sure, like if they're a lead that's never responded to you, but you could still send it to them and write up a short email that asks them a question. Hey, I wasn't sure if you were interested in buying or selling real estate in the next few months. But just in case you are, I thought I would include this video. Let me know if it's helpful and you'd like more information on this. You could ask them a direct question to get a response, but you do it all through batch. So like you're only sending that one email to all of the people on that particular smart list or that segment. And then I would also save that video as an email template so that you can email it to new clients as they come on. If you do a video on, I recently did one on showing etiquette. Well, that's one that I can send over and over and over to new people as they come onto our list. So that video is now living on my YouTube channel. I'm making a blog about it. And I sent a batch email to my entire database, which is re-engaging my email list. Hopefully it's getting me some YouTube views, but the purpose is to re-engage my list. And then that same content that I created is now an email template that I can use for new buyers as they come into my system and email them. Oh, by the way, here's a video on showing etiquette. Do you have any guides or resources or anything else of value that you regularly give to strangers on the internet? Maybe you should offer those to people already in your database and see if anyone takes you up on it. So for example, I have a lead magnet called the ultimate guide to 
selling a house. I also have one for the ultimate guide to buying a house. And I could like, if I don't have any other bright ideas on sending out a batch email, I could just send out an email that said, Hey, we just released our brand new version of the ultimate guide to selling your house updated for market trends in 2023, whatever. Click here if you're interested in receiving it. And then that would take them to a form that they could fill out and register to receive your guide. Maybe it goes directly to download the particular guide and you're tracking the clicks. And that might actually help identify people who are thinking about buying or thinking about selling because you'd want to send those particular resources separately. So then if you're doing your follow-up based on your re-engage smart list, you can say, Hey, Joe, I saw that you downloaded my ultimate guide to selling your house. What did you think? Was it helpful? Are you thinking about selling this spring? Like, how can I help? And once you start doing these emails to re-engage your email list, the inspiration is just going to flow right out of you. So get your newsletter in place and get that regulated. And then maybe every week you send a batch email to people who are unresponsive or people that you don't know, leads that need to become clients. And as you see what they respond to, you're just going to continue to be inspired to send them new content, new emails. And over time, your sales pipeline is going to fill up with those leads that you already had in your database, but they may not have used you as their agent because you weren't necessarily nurturing them before you started sending batch emails. So re-engaging your email list is the same as nurturing your email list. And we do all of those activities to make more sales. And so don't be afraid to include a call to action. Call me. Let me know if you want to look at this house. Click here to schedule an appointment. Do you know anyone else that needs my help? I would really appreciate your recommendation. Ask for the referral. If if they're not going to give you business because they're not ready to move, fine, put in a call to action to ask for the referral, but give the value first. That's how I recommend that you re-engage your email list. And we could probably talk for hours on this because then there's so much you can do afterwards. You can set up automations to then include drip emails to go out. So, you know, we could really go down some rabbit holes, but I think that basics of re-engaging your email list or your database, I don't know why I keep calling it your email list, re-engaging your database is really just sending the emails. So get to clicking on your keyboard and send some emails. Now, if you're not super tech savvy and you maybe are really hesitant to send a newsletter because you don't know the software for follow-up boss or MailChimp or any of it, or you'd love to have a lead magnet, a place where people can register, but you don't have an ultimate guide to buy or sell a house and you have no idea how to use Google Forms, or set up a registration page on your website, then you, my friend, are in luck because I've got trainings for all of those in Savvy Agent Club. So just visit SavvyAgent.co slash club. And all of those trainings are available like a Netflix on demand style of training. And there's a ton of other resources that are really going to help you out as well. So SavvyAgent.co slash club. I'll talk to you soon. 